We awoke this morning to even more devastating news in our global family. The gun violence continues and more lives have been taken. We cannot be numb to such news even though it continually happens. We also face into the truth and the reality on this Creation Sunday, this Sunday when we begin with churches throughout the globe, this season of creation and remembering our important responsibility as stewards of this gift God has given us and entrusted to us and the realities that the Amazon continues to burn and life forms are threatened and our very earth and home is in peril and we cannot be numb to that either. And so we come with heavy hearts and almost instilled in us is a sense of hopelessness and helplessness. Or we protect ourselves by becoming indifferent and separating ourselves from it and hiding perhaps, protecting our hearts because we feel there is nothing that we can do. You are here you are beloved. You are assured of the promise spoken in these words in this last bit to the Hebrews. So we can say when we hear these words to the one who has said to us, I will never leave you or forsake you. God will never leave us or forsake us. And we hold on to that reality and that truth. And we are here because we start from that place of the knowledge and the reminder and the remembrance that we are beloved by God, that God will not forsake us. And from that very place begins the possibility of hope, of movement into a faith lived out that as Jesus came into the world to change the world, we are invited to participate in this radical transformation of God's dream for all of creation, the salvation of the universe. And it starts small, as all life does. It starts with a small little cell and a small little relationship, and from there ripples out. So although we may feel heavy-hearted and discouraged, we are reminded that God never forsakes us and always invites us to the heavenly banquet and the transformation of the world begun through his Son who humbled himself and was exalted and invites us into the same game. Jesus was a very rude guest. Jesus, at the house of the Pharisee, was being watched but had been invited. And as one who was being watched, he was watching others and started to notice that some of the folks there were vying, pushing, elbowing in to get to the places of prominence. 
And noticing that, he took the opportunity to tell a story, make a statement, offend, and turn things upside down a bit. Because that's why he came, to turn the world upside down, to take the social order of the day and turn it on its end and invite others to hear how God is doing that in the world in order to save the world. So this morning, as we come in perhaps with heavy hearts, we might hear how we are equipped through the teaching and the salvation of Jesus, how we can find in what seems like small ways, ways to participate in this grace and salvation God has begun in Jesus and continues through the living one and through us. And it begins with the truth that you are beloved. And from that starting point, from that place of being Christ's own and claimed, you share in this extraordinary power, which isn't power at all in the world's eyes, but is the very transformative gift that God ushers in to bring hope, salvation, and life out of death. This morning, if you are having trouble with finding out how to live faithfully in these days, there are prescriptions given to you. Hebrews is full of directions about what you should and should not do. Show hospitality to strangers because you don't know who you might be entertaining. Remember the prisoners. Keep relationships faithful and full of fidelity. Remember those who are tortured and be like them. So there's this prescription of how to live and believe and be in relationship. And sometimes those help us get back in line, back into that groove of what it is to be faithful. But I think Jesus invites us to take it even more deeply, not just because we should or ought to, but because our very lives are the basis of transformation that will become the symbols of grace that usher in this new era, this new reign. Because the personal transformation inside of ourselves, those personal relationships, not just because we ought to or should or shame ourselves into humility, but because we genuinely are transformed in such a way that it becomes this natural place of practice on a daily basis. So we are challenged this morning if we have ears to hear and hearts to be transformed to allow ourselves to look at privilege and prejudice and understand that we are called to live lives of humility and hospitality. And through that shift, through that way that Jesus ushered in, will not only come the transformation and salvation of your own life, but by its very grace spills out and participates in something larger than ourselves in the face of what seems insurmountable. A forest on fire and guns in the hands of children.
So this morning, bravely and courageously from this place of knowing, you are a beloved child of God. You are at the table. You are a member of this incredible community of grace. That's your starting point. And if you're having trouble believing that, just stay there and stay with that. And we will hold it for you as you come into believing it. But from that place of truth, that knowing you are a beloved child of God, a follower of this Jesus, who instructs us to turn the world upside down through love, because he challenges our understanding of what it is to be powerful, privileged. Because each one of us, no matter where we are as humans, are in a place of privilege. So this morning, we have to ask ourselves, what is, what is my place of privilege that God is challenging so that I might be truly humbled and open my eyes to live through that lens that God lives of radical inclusion, of divine hospitality, of welcoming in and rubbing shoulders, not because I want a place of power, but because I want a place in that circle where God's grace embraces all. Now, the trick here is, when you start to practice that, you can get pretty proud about your humility. So you gotta be careful, because it's a constant check-in about what is my prejudice and what is my privilege. And how might God and God's grace and the love of Christ which has changed my life and saved me open me and expand me into a place of seeing differently, embracing more widely, coming from a place of being invited and making room for someone else before I put myself before them. I had a wise bishop once who said that the kingdom of God is revealed at the holy table every Sunday at the Eucharist. Because where else in the world would you see such a weird, wonderful collection of people all misfits, never imagined to be together at the same table. And when we reflect that grace and that glory and that radical inclusion and that diversity, we are indeed here on earth reflecting that exalted place in heaven. And that's why Jesus was being so rude. There was an urgency about his message to not only reverse roles in the world to reflect the reversal of roles in God's kingdom, but to let lives be changed at the very heart of who they are, to the extent there which he died for such a vision. So this morning, we are equipped and reminded that it begins with our own personal lives of remembering that we have been so transformed and saved by this grace that has reached in and brought us home and reminded us that we are beloved children of God in all of our weird brokenness, selfish, power-hungry ways of wanting to be noticed. We are noticed. And from that place of love, 
we are called to follow the one who reminds us that the world will be changed when we can open our hearts and lives to see as God sees, to live as God sees, to get our egos in check and to practice this form of hospitality and true humility that continually expands and opens, renews and transforms and changes every day, myself and how I relate to others and the world. So Jesus comes in this day and says to us, you're here. You're part of this incredible enterprise of God's new kingdom. How might we be even more expansive in this grace that is immeasurable, which has begun in our hearts and radiates out, so that our privilege and our prejudice is truly transformed into what it is to be members of this gracious kingdom, into radical hospitality, and true humility as the beloved of God. Amen. <laughs>